welcome to the Career Mentor Podcast, a program of hunger for success, a nonprofit organization devoted to helping people find and keep family wage jobs. Your host, Brad Lebowski, President and Chair of Hunger for Success. Welcome to the Career Mentor Podcast for Hunger for Success. I'm your host, Brad Lebowski, and today's topic is measuring engagement. So, why is engagement so important? In 1998, the Gallup organization, in partnership with Dr. Clifton and Marcus Buckingham, did some research. They talked to 100 million workers across the country, and they tried to figure out who was engaged, meaning who's outperforming, who's happy at their work, who's doing the best that they can while reducing any kind of HR issues, risk issues, safety issues, things of that nature. So what they found is 30% of the people that they interviewed, 100 million people, were engaged and the rest weren't. So they came up with the Gallup Q12, which are 12 questions that pretty closely predict engagement. So why is engagement important? Well, when we work with participants to help them find and keep family wage jobs, we wanna make sure that they keep those jobs and they grow within those jobs. So if we measure their engagement throughout our process, it gives us a higher rate of probability that they'll succeed. Think about something in your life that you absolutely love to do could be a hobby, it could be anything around the house or something to do with friends or music or anything you can think of. And when you're engaged in that habit, in that moment, in that activity, time kind of slips away. You're enjoying yourself, you feel empowered, maybe you have a higher sense of confidence or self-esteem, but you learn to forget about time because you're doing what you love and you're engaged in that process. Now for every example that you can think of where you're engaged and you lose track of time, there are probably activities and things you can think of where the opposite is true. Or something that you just have to do but don't really wanna do and it feels like it takes forever. And while you're not engaged in a positive way, you're just doing what needs to be done. And that's not really what motivates people, it's not what energizes people, but it's what you have to do. Working with nonprofits for as long as I have, working with uh, Fortune 250 companies as long as I have, we use engagement on all levels, not just with employees, but volunteers, donors, board members, because we all have similar patterns of engagement. And we use our Q12 questions, not just once, but throughout the process, throughout the year, throughout changing of events, so we can isolate what we need to work on. So these 12 questions are really a yes or no, there's no gray area. If it's yes, it happens all the time. And if it's no, it doesn't happen enough or perhaps not at all. So the first Gallup Q12 question is, I know what is expected of me. 
in your job, in your job description, is it written down what you need to do? Some people say yes, some people say no, but this is an important ingredient for engagement. So how does this help your career? Well, if you know what's expected of you and your boss is able to articulate that either in writing or in person, that helps you focus on a project. But some bosses aren't going to draw those clear lines. Some bosses say, look, we hired you to do a job. I don't need to tell you what to do or micromanage you. Just go do it. And that's tough. So you may ask your coworkers, you may ask people that are familiar with the uh, industry that you're in or the job that you're doing. Or you could send me an email through our website at www.help, the letter H, the number four, the letter S.org, and ask me. And I could do some research for you if, if I don't have experiences that can help you. If you answered yes to that question, you have a clear direction on what to do. But you may not know what's expected of you to get promoted. You may not know what's expected of you to get a transfer. You may not know what's expected of you to change a department. So this question can go in many different ways in terms of growing in position. Or if you want to change your career, what's expected of you of your new career? These are not mysteries. These are not things that can't be answered. Just information we need to collect to help us engage. The second question is, do you have the materials and equipment you need to do your job? Well, if you don't, there's certain ways to attain that equipment. Sometimes companies may not have a budget to buy it for you, be, be able to be creative or find other strategies or ways to do your job with what equipment is available or equipment you could borrow. But if you don't have the equipment you need, then it lowers your engagement. The third question really ties into your strengths. In our next podcast, we'll talk about your top five strengths. But what Gallup and Marcus Buckingham and Dr. Clifton did is say, look, through our research, we know every single person has 34 strengths. No matter how you feel about yourself, no matter what you've been through, no matter what anybody says about you in terms of feedback, every single person has 34 strengths. And if you read the book, Now Discover Your Strengths by Marcus Buckingham, you can get clear definitions of what those 34 strengths are. And when you take the test with hunger for success, it'll give you your top five based on 176 questions, which takes about an hour to do. So that third question is, do I have the opportunity to do what I do best every day? Super critical. Super critical to engagement. Can I do what I do best every day? And some people come to me and say, hey, look, Brad, I don't know what I do best. I don't know what I want to do. I took this job because I needed the money, but I really don't know what I want to do. Well, next podcast, when we talk about discovering what your top five strengths are, that helps guide you. I can tell you a story of an individual in college who wanted to take a major because it paid $19 an hour with the jobs associated with this major. And she came to me and she goes, well, it sounds good. You know, if I graduate, I can make $19 an hour and 
I can start paying back some of my loans. And what do you think, Brad? Do you think it's a good idea? And I said to her, I said, well, what is it that you want to do? Regardless of money, what is it that you're passionate about? She said, you know, I'm really not sure. So she took the strength finders test, got her top five strengths. And in looking at her strengths and talking to her a little bit about where she was working currently and what her passions were, she talked about being a lawyer. She goes, Brad, a lot of people told me, don't be a lawyer. It's bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I said, well, it may be bad for them, but if that's what you want to do and that's where your strengths lead you, that's what you should do. So after some consideration, she started to think about law school and now she's applying to law school because it's something that she can do every day that she does really well and it plays to her top five strengths. The fourth question in the last seven days, have I received recognition or praise for doing good work? This is a tough one because not all bosses are into recognition. Not all supervisors take the sign to say, you know what, I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. So sometimes we have to find recognition for ourselves. I completed a big project. I'm going to treat myself to a new book, maybe a nice dinner. Or if I don't have money, maybe just going somewhere, doing something different that doesn't really cost money, but it's a way to recognize myself for doing good work. And at Hunger for Success, we make sure we're recognizing and encouraging our participants all the time because I know it helps them to engage. Well, the fifth question, my mentor or someone seems to care about me as a person. And at work, I know we don't want to get too personal. We want to overshare. We don't want to get into relationships or personal feelings that people may or may not understand. But someone at work, someone in this process has to care about you as a human being, has to be able to listen to you, has to be able to say to you, you know what, it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be upset today. I understand and I'm here to help and be considerate and kind. And a lot of people don't have that at work. In fact, a lot of people have the opposite at work. They have, they're disparaged at work or even as worse as being retaliated against or discriminated against. And that's bad. And there's ways to work around that. But a lot of times it just means, well, I got to find a new job because I can't change the way these people treat me, but I can change my environment. And that's what we can help you with as well. Then in the Q12, it asks, is there someone that encourages my development? Well, what Gallup learned and Marcus Buckingham learned and Dr. Clifton learned in that process is people really appreciated and, and were engaged with managers who developed them both personally and professionally. So it's not just about getting that great career and learning uh, conflict resolution strategies and learning about a development plan at work and, and how to get along with people at work, but it's also personal development. So when I work with individuals that work for me, I try to give them two professional goals and one personal goal that we review every 90 days. Could be running a marathon, it could be learning an instrument, could be finishing a book. But what we do is we work on those things together. If we have weekly touch bases or every other week we have a touch base and sit down, so how the professional goal is going, and we use a smart goal format so it's really specific and measurable. And then we say, okay, how's the personal stuff going? What can I do to help? What can I recommend? 
it or not, the next question talks about your opinions. My opinions seem to count. We have opinions on things. Sometimes the companies disagree with our opinions. Sometimes they agree. Sometimes they don't have the capacity to hear anything new. They're just so overwhelmed with what they're doing. They just need to move forward. So if your opinion isn't heard at work, your opinion would be heard with us here at Hunger for Success, your mentor, and able to help you through that. And that's really important for engagement. When we teach you how to write a resume, which is a few podcasts away, the first thing we lead with is a personal mission statement. And this next question asks, the mission or purpose of the organization makes me feel like I'm important. Is what this company organization doing, do I feel important being a part of it, yes or no? And that's tough because if you say no, you're looking at a career change to really get the best engagement and performance possible. But if you say yes, that's that's positive, that's hope, that's okay, I like what we're doing, I'm just struggling a little bit with people or tasks, and that's something we can work through. Then you think about this question. The people around me are committed to doing quality work. How many times have you been on a team where you feel like, man, just me and this other person doing good work and the rest of the people, well, they're not doing really well. They don't care like I care. That's tough. Now, there's ways to work around that. There's ways and strategies to get more people to collaborate and produce better work. But this is about engagement, right? So if you have a group of people around you that are all really wanting to achieve and do well, you're more engaged. It makes perfect sense. And if you and maybe one other person or maybe you alone are doing, working really, really hard, staying late, working on the weekends, no one else is, that's going to lower your engagement. And this is what it's all about, right? Measuring engagement. So the next question is one that people struggle with. And I want to talk to you a little bit about it. And again, these are black and white questions. It's yes or no, there's no maybe or in between. I have a best friend at work. And a lot of people are hesitant. No, my best friend's from high school. I don't work with my best friend. So that's a no. But what it's really saying, in my view, is that am I able to build significant personal relationships at work? Because if I come to work and there's people there that I like and that I can engage with outside of work and we have a good relationship with and maybe they'll call me on the weekend when they have a problem or they'll call me on the weekend when they want to celebrate, that increases my engagement. No one's telling you you have to have a best friend at work to be successful. But what I believe the research is saying is if you have heightened personal relationships at work, it makes you more engaged. And that's what we teach about that number 10 question. The 11th question is in the last six months, has anybody talked about my progress? Well, that's important. People want to know where they stand. It creates stability. It can create clarity. It creates the belief that, hey, what I'm doing is good or... If I'm not doing good work, now I've got a chance to fix it. They're giving me an update. So one of the things companies can be really good at or super bad at are reviews, annual reviews. My personal practice as a manager with reviews is reviewing people every 90 days. 
And within those 90 days, when they do something right, do something wrong, doing something they need improvement on, or if we have a discussion that's really important, I type it in the review form. I make notes of it. I journal as I go. Because I don't want to be that manager when it's 12 months. I have to remember what happened 11 months ago and then write the review really quick so I'm not late. Or even worse, be late with the review, which is really hurtful and disengages people. So I do reviews, casual reviews, updating reviews every 90 days. So people know where they stand. People have clear direction on what they need to do. And more importantly, they can give me feedback on what they need from me to help them be more engaged. So that feedback about your progress is important in any relationship, but especially at work. The last question is really important. This last year, I've had the opportunity to learn and grow. Everybody learns and grows differently But if it's a written down goal that you're trying to do, that you're trying to learn about, or something that you're trying to grow into personally or professionally, and you can write it down in a specific way and measure it in a specific way and have a timetable that you can track milestones, am I learning and growing? Again, that increases engagement. It brings your value higher, brings your self-confidence up, helps you feel more stable at work and give you more clear direction. So we use these 12 questions when we mentor people like you to make sure not only you're engaged with us, that we're doing the best we can to manage the process and make sure you're highly engaged, but it's also important for where you work. Sometimes it's important for the relationships you have outside of work. This engagement tool, these 12 questions work on many levels. And it's a great tool to use, one, because it's evidence-based, it's proven with research, gets looked at all the time. And because I've worked with this for many, many years, I've seen the difference in quality it makes in someone's life. And in fact, if I see performance go down, if I see somebody changing their performance from really good to slipping a little, I'll ask them, maybe four of these 12 questions, maybe all 12, it just depends. And when they say, well, no, I really don't feel that way, and no, I don't feel that way, then as a manager, my job is to turn those no's into yeses. What do I need to do? What can we do together to change those no's into yeses? And that's really critical. And that's why engagement is so important because it's not just a static thing you do once and forget about something you want to measure all the time. Well, I appreciate you listening today. Thank you for tuning in to the Career Mentor Podcast. My name is Brad Lebowski. I'm your host, and we look forward to listening to you next time. Have a great rest of your day. This is the Career Mentor Podcast intellectual property of hunger for success. All rights reserved 2018.